Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Today we are talking all things PR. Is PR something you use in your business? Is it something that you want to use? Well, my guest today, Genevieve Lahan Alderman, is here to share some gems with you today about how you can be found, where to look for contacts, and some awesome sites that you can be part of. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, my gorgeous one. How are you? So amazing to have you back. I'm excited to share this podcast episode with you. Just to give you a little bit of background, Genevieve, who I did meet through Instagram and we've been building a relationship over the last couple of months, is a career public relations expert who took a detour into the world of small business after starting and scaling her own six-figure food business. Now back in PR, she's combining her two loves, small business and PR, with a unique insight of somebody who has been in the entrepreneurship trenches before and has the battle scars to prove it. Having been featured in leading Australian publications, including Mamma Mia, Herald Sun, Inside Small Business, Collective Hub and the Daily Mail and seeing how this boosted her own brand credibility, Genevieve is passionate about mentoring entrepreneurs on how PR can benefit any small business with or without a budget. So I loved this conversation. Number one, she's super easy to talk to and very funny. And so we kind of dive into the fact that PR hasn't been something I've really focused on. And from somebody who is super strategic when it comes to a brand strategy, I have had a number of publications and articles, but it's not something that I focused on. And so I'm excited to be doing a little bit of work with Genevieve around this as well when it comes to my own strategy and who I'm pitching to, what my story is, you know, what are the things that I really want to be known for even more now as well? Because I do think that your message evolves, what you want to be known for evolves. And I obviously always talk about building profitable businesses with a bold, confidently bold and magnetic brand. But something I'm really passionate about, and you would have obviously heard this if you've listened to recent episodes, is around women paying themselves. It is something that I found to be a massive problem in the female entrepreneur space. And I am on a mission not to just help you become a bold and powerful voice, not only to build a confidently bold brand, but to pay yourself. And so her and I have been talking about how that fits in with the things that I could be talking about more in the media because I've worked now with hundreds of women, literally hundreds of women I've had conversations with about how they pay themselves, why they don't pay themselves, fat banker syndrome, which is something I discovered and came up with. And so really looking at how I'm talking about things in the media that are relevant, not only to my business, but what I want to be known for and who I help has been so fun to kind of work through and discover. So I'll be sharing all of Genevieve's uh, details, obviously in the show notes, and you can go check her out, but she's super fun, super knowledgeable. And I know that you're going to get so much out of this episode as well. So 
I have definitely picked up a number of tips from her that I'm excited to share with you today. But before we dive in, I just want to remind you that if you do want to really look at what do you want to be known for, what you speak about, then make sure that you head to suzechadwick.com forward slash speaker workbook and you can grab that freebie today and start working through, you know, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to be known for? How can I really start building my brand around these things as well? And so make sure that you go and grab that, start filling it out. And also hit me up in the DMs on Instagram at Suze Chadwick and let me know how you go. If you've got any questions, you can get me there as well. But listen, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Genevieve, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me this morning. I'm so excited to be on here. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, like many, many great relationships, we met on Instagram. It's the only way to meet people. (laughs) Nothing else exists. That's so hilarious because it's so true. Uh, And you DM'd me, you hit me Mm -hmm. up in the DMs. This was quite a while ago. Yeah, I should have DM'd you and been like, hi, long long time listener, first time caller, (laughs) because that was me. That's so funny. That's from an American show, isn't it? I never know what that's from. I hear it on the radio, so I just copied it. Yep. So good. Uh, And you were, yeah, you sent me a message about PR and stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, it's really interesting because it was timely. I had been thinking about it. I had been, you know, I've dabbled. I've Mm -hmm. dabbled in PR here and there. Mm -hmm. I've published um, articles in different online publications, but I've been very kind of meh, like, yeah, try it, see what happens. Uh, But I know that it is definitely a key strategy that we need to be thinking a bit more about. So you and I have built a relationship over the past couple of months since you since you slid into my DMs. (laughs) That's how I operate. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love. I'm learning. I'm learning. And so I wanted to get you on the podcast today to talk about PR because Yeah, I love the way that you talk about it. Um, and I was watching one of your reels yesterday. Now we're recording this uh, in June, even though this is going to go live later. And you gave some really great tips as well. So make sure we'll give Genevieve's details that you can go check out. But I'm loving some of the tips that you're sharing oh. on how to find editors. Yes. That's and no one knows. And all yeah. that sort of stuff. So and good. why not via reels? I'm new to the reels. So I'm trying to make the most of it. But doing a reel when you're over 30 is like a real, <laughs> oh, there you go. It's a real thing you need to get your head around. Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to, not that we're talking about reels today, but I found my groove with the you miming. Mm-hmm. I was, I was sort of looking at, I'm like, I'm not dancing. I'm not pointing. So Mm -hmm. what else can I do? And I found the miming and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. It's so fun. And I can do it in like under five seconds. So that's what I am using and what works really well for me. So yeah, I'm loving it, which I think, yeah, you've just got to find what works for you and then go with it. So to get back to what we came here to talk about, how did you get started in PR? Oh, okay. PR, I never 
ever thought I would end up in the big bad world of PR. I'm telling you, I finished year 12 being like, right, I'm going to get a government job and it's going to be really stable. So I did a Bachelor of International Relations and I did really well. And then halfway through my honours degree, which was I was writing my thesis on the role of females in terrorism in post-World War II Germany. As you do. As you do. I was going into a career in kind of national security and doing all of that. I was getting great marks, but I hated it so much. And I went to a careers conference and I looked around. I was like, oh, my God, I do not want to be any of these people. <laughs> they were all like, oh, did you hear about this? is honestly a conversation from the minibus. Did you hear about the latest scandal at the Department of Defense? I was like, did you guys hear Kim Kardashian is at Bondi with Paris Hilton? And I'm like, maybe. Maybe this isn't the industry for me. So I had like a, one of my multiple life crises and I was like, why am I getting good marks? And I'm like, it's because I can write. It's because I can talk. I can do all of this. So I went and did a master's of communications, but majoring in journalism. And I learned okay. all about writing stories and I interned at publications. I wrote at wedding magazines, renovation magazines. I was going down the stream of journalism. It's also really hard to get a job. Somehow I jumped the fence, which a lot of people maybe are kind of starting to do now. And landed in PR purely because I'd had all this, I had this master's degree in journalism. I knew what made a story. I knew what journalists were looking for. I knew the best way to pitch them because I'd been on the receiving end. Mm. And that kind of made it really, really valuable for any new PR to come on board. And I started in consumer technology. I worked with um, a distribution company that looked after brands like GoPro. So a lot of what I was writing was really fun. It was like, bromance between Harvey Norman and GoPro. It was like real fun on-brand copy. And that was probably 2013. So that's when I, that's my foot in the door to PR, very random way via national security. (laughs) Not many people can finish a sentence with that, via national security. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. Now, how did you go from that? Because you ended up creating a product-based business, which was a bake mixes. Mm-hmm. So tell me how that all happened. That again was an accident. I almost feel like saying my whole life has been an accident, but I, I loved my PR job and I love PR. I love it so much and it is so valuable. And I was working with a lot of different product-based businesses and I could see the value in PR for these small businesses. And I thought, I want a small business. I want something. And I love baking because I love eating. So I started making recipes and I tried a few different businesses. I was like, I'm going to cater kids' parties, not sustainable. I'm going to make muffins and take them to the local farmer's market. I'm not getting up at 5am. All of these things. And then I had this idea to make healthy, as in like real whole food-based baking mixes and sell them online. And I thought, I'll just do this on the side because my job is four days a week and I wanted to supplement one day's income. Other thing with PR, especially in the early years, it's great when you're senior, but when you're a junior, it does not pay well. Like it does not pay well. So I was earning crappy money pro rata. So Mm. I thought I really need some extra money here to kind of live. And I started selling these baking mixes online and I made more in the first hour of launching that business than I did in a whole week at work in PR. Why? I just, I'd built an Instagram following of 500. I just really want to preface that by saying it was 500 people. It was not a huge Instagram following. I just started posting about recipes and this is like 2013, 14, right? So it was a lot of food content 
And people were getting interested in what I was talking about, about how to use almond meal as flour, how to use sorghum flour and how to substitute eggs if you're vegan, that kind of stuff. And then when I launched a product to that really small but really niche and defined audience, they bought and I cried. I started crying when I got my first order suits because I didn't know who they were. And then I was like, That's is this fake? Like, have That's I been hacked? Yeah. yeah. And I ended up. <laughs> I Where it's like not your mum. <laughs> it wasn't my mum. I know. She has an online shop. Yeah. So it couldn't have possibly been her. And I followed that for about five years, was doing it full time until I about 31 and I ended up selling the business. There was a really rocky road, that business. Um, but in between that, I did what I loved doing for my business was PRing myself, putting myself out there for opportunities. And what I learned doing that has been so vital and so just valuable for me to know I've been in the journalist side of things with my master's degree. I've worked as a PR and I currently am a PR. I've back, been back in PR for quite a few years now. And I've worked in PR for brands like nine figures, seven figures, eight mm. figures, huge brands as a PR but I've also been a small business owner. So I really understand the difference of what a small business owner wants, what their budgets are like, what they're looking for and what's meaningful versus what it would be for a big brand like L'Oreal, for mm. example. And that real niche is kind of how I ended up here now. But my passion, I love small business because I've been in the trenches and I love it so much. And even by doing a podcast and things that I'm doing now, I'm back in small business as well on the side of PR. Very, very bizarre journey. My whole life has been an accident. I could write a book called that. Maybe that's the title <laughs> the of my first novel. The Happy Accident. The Happy Accident. <laughs> I love it. And so why do you love PR so much? Oh, it is what the best thing about PR is, and people don't realise this, guys, it's free. It is free. <laughs> like how good is free stuff? And I think a lot of people see PR and they don't really understand exactly what it is like is it is it that whole samantha jones publicity smith jared thing and i always use her you know who else was a famous pr bridget jones um i know thing like i don't what do we pay the girl all i remember is her little skirts and sliding down the pole yes and they, they say in it you know the girl who wears short skirts fanning about with the press releases well that's me i fanning about with press releases so PR is amazing for small business. And I'll talk about it in the context of small mm. business because it's free and there's so much value to it in terms of building a brand, building a personal profile, getting connections, and all of that ultimately leads to sales. I think sometimes people are hesitant with PR because they don't really get it. Um, and that's fine. No one is born knowing what PR is, right? Like I didn't know before I started studying, but they can also get it confused with advertising, which costs a lot of money. And obviously there is value in advertising, but it's not advertising and it's not just social media. It's not just magazines, but the credibility that you can get from PR is so valuable. And just because you're not maybe seeing straight away, you know, in advertising, you run a Facebook ad, you put a custom discount on it, and then you'll see that at your checkout and you can tangibly work out the ROI. Mm. PR isn't like that, but that's okay. And it's never going to be like that. And even for brands like huge, big brands that I work for, it's not like that for us either. It's all about positioning yourself and you can really control it as a small business owner too. It's, it's exciting. It should make people excited about getting on stage and getting in magazines. I, I love it. 
I can tell. I can tell. I love your zest and excitement for it. It makes me kind of go, maybe it's not boring. It's not boring, (laughs) guys. Okay. You do. I do a lot. Yeah. I do a lot of admin and a lot of spreadsheets, but it's not. I've also done amazing work. I like very different because I'm talking about working in-house, but I've hosted lunches with every single top beauty editor and director in all of Australia. I've come from working at one of Australia's biggest beauty companies. I've just finished up there. I've now moved into tourism and entertainment, which is an even bigger worldwide company um, that competes with Disney. That's kind of the positioning that it's in. But Matt, the stuff I get to do is so cool, but you can really scale that back and do it for small business. But people kind of think maybe too hard basket or, my God, that's so expensive, I can't do it. You don't need to be chartering all the journalists in Australia on a yacht for PR to be effective. It can really be done for free. And that's, that's what makes me excited. I've been a small business owner. Free stuff is great. I love it. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for this chat. Absolutely. Because I, and I did say this to you as well. I do feel like I have dabbled, but I've Mm -hmm. not like been strategic with it. And as somebody who is strategic with my brand awareness, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this might be a bucket I need to start focusing on a bit more. So uh, as I say to my listeners all the time, this is really just, you know, a private consultation for me, but hopefully you'll get something out of it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I do the same. I do the same. I love it. So good. And so my listeners are a mix of product and service-based mm. businesses. So do you think that we have to think differently about PR depending on what kind of business you are? Absolutely. There's, I would say every business, no matter what you do, has two angles at a minimum. One will always be the same, regardless of what kind of business you have. And that's your story. And that's when you're looking at the Daily Mail in the female section and it says, I'll use some articles that I've been in, for example, because they're achievable because it happened to me. Woman, I say woman, I was like, oh, woman, I have a name. But woman 29 starts business from parents' kitchen now makes six figures, right? I'm clicking on that as a business owner. I want to read that. I want to read about woman. I want to read about how woman's <laughs> making money. So everyone has that story regardless. And that was me as a product-based business owner, but you would have that as well as a service-based business owner. You've got your story. What motivates you? What drives you? What's, what makes you so passionate about your industry? Why do you get up and help women every day? What, what is it that you're doing and, and what's led you here? So everyone has that in common, even if you think you don't. And I think that's one thing people probably get in their head is like, I'm not that important. I just make candles and sell them at the market. I don't have an exciting story or I, I didn't come from like rags to riches. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. I'm the same. I went from rags to rags. Don't worry. It's still a story. <laughs> Everyone has a story. And if you don't know what it is, ask your friends, ask your mum. People will say to you as a business owner, I could never do what you're doing. Oh, that's so cool that you're doing that. That's your story. That, that, yeah. That's it. And then on the flip side of that, As a product-based business owner, you can talk about your product and product PR is very different from service-based PR in that product PR is when Mamma Mia are doing a wrap-up of their 20 favourite midi dresses now that we're back in the office. Mm. That's product-based PR. That's where you're getting your photo included of your product, a little bit of information about your product. You've got your RRP on there. You've got your stockist. You've got your link to your online store. That's bread and butter product-based PR and maybe even if in print especially you can't track 
you can't track a link in print, right? People will see it and they'll either go to your website or they won't. But what it does give you and what I touched on earlier is that credibility as seen in Mamma Mia, as seen in Marie Claire, as seen in Vogue. I mean, thank you very much. Who doesn't want that? And it's it adds a layer of credibility to your business that positions you above your competitors and that is really valuable. And people, it's not always just about the dollars in the till. Obviously, we need to keep businesses going, but there's lots of facets to that, I think, that contribute to business success. On the flip side, if you're a business owner who does service-based business, so you've got your personal story and then you're going to have, and I'm sure everyone would, at least one thing that they're super, super passionate about. For you, it's about women who are getting paid. That is your story. That is when you go to Mamma Mia and say, why woman, I'm sure <laughs> Mamma Mia would use your name, why woman believes all women need to pay themselves how to pay yourself as a small business owner. It's tax time. Have you paid yourself enough? There's three headlines I've just given you that would run in any small business magazine where you can position yourself as the authority on that topic. Mm. So, and even if you're a physio, you know, it can be like, okay, I'm just going to make things up now. But if you're a physio, a really great article could be, now we're getting back to the office. How to, how to easy stretches for technic. Yeah, I you just know, stretched then to, when you said that. I'm like, yeah. oh, because everybody's sitting of, hunched over their desks. Yeah, exactly. And that's, but that's topical. And that's something that as a physio, you can speak of, um, speak on with authority. It could be about how to, like best yoga stretches that you can do at your desk if you're a yoga instructor. There's so many different, you're a nutritionist, easy, healthy lunches to take to work. Now we're back in the office. And I'm just using this transition back into the office in Melbourne as a very, random kind mm. of example there's so many angles so everyone no matter if you're product or service based there's PR opportunity for you if you just get really clear on your story amazing and so with that so you've kind of got your story you know why you do what you do and maybe how you got there then you've got relevancy so mm -hmm. anything that you talk about why is it relevant now and so kind yeah. of and so do you brainstorm ideas with clients about what's relevant right now that could be pitched yeah so there's actually a word for that it's called news jacking and it sounds kind of like a dirty word but what <laughs> news jacking is I talk about brand jacking I yes. brand jack Gorman so when people see Gorman they think mm. of me yeah. amazing oh I love that I think I don't know my business I brand jacked pink for a long time but <laughs> <laughs> love it in terms of news jacking it's exactly the example I just used it's what are the media talking about now so you might see something happen on the news and we can talk about finances. It's it's tax time or maybe on the news they're talking about how a study has come out that has shown mm. that women retire with less superannuation than men, okay? I'm sure that's a story that's run. You see that because we all consume media. Even if we're not doing it kind of actively, we do it passively through our social media, when TV's on in the background, when I'm popping down to Woolies and I've got the radio on. You're passively consuming media all of the time. So jumping on that think how can how can I comment on that that's what newsjacking is and you could do that it's a great example for you if someone if a study came out about superannuation you jump on and go well as a female business owner you should be budgeting for superannuation in the salary you pay yourself here is why and I can talk about that that's you putting your story forward and newsjacking is such a great one to do because when something is hot in the media it's going to be hot for a little while I know they talk about 15 minutes of fame, but these central topics, they're going to be 
talking about things like COVID return to work. How long is that going to go in the media for? It's going to be around for a bit. So it's all going to be relevant. Um, sometimes they're probably always looking for fresh things as well. Like when there's, you know, because we've been in lockdown and COVID and going back to work and, you know, health and fitness and all Mm -hmm. of that, like I feel like they're probably always looking for something new and fresh. Absolutely. I'm telling you, I had an article on, I got a text from a friend, an old podcast I used to do, which was on weddings. And I had front page Daily Mail Australia because I'd sent this pitch out to everyone that was, um, and you've got to know how to write pitches. Mm. And, and that's something, you know, PRs can help with, but it's something to, it's fun. You can get creative with yourself. And I sent this pitch and it was, I knew you just want them to open the email, right? That's the whole idea. You just got to write something that's going to make them open the email. And I wrote my disaster wedding, how the priest married my best man to my maid of honor. Okay. And this is a true story. And I'm like, the Daily Mail is going to open this. This is Daily Mail are going to open this. And in it, I said, hey, guys, I've started a wedding podcast talking all about the realities of a wedding because of my story. When this happened, my priest was drunk and he married my maid of honor to my best man. It's yeah, I know. Right. And of course, I knew they were going to pick that pitch up. Right. And I was front page of the Daily Mail on the weekend online. But Suze, for 15 minutes, because then all the other articles get published. A digital media, which has totally changed the media landscape for all of the world, is so quick. They are machines. They are hungry mm. for stories. They need content. And it'll be under content pillars. There's finance, small business, lifestyle, beauty, fashion. If you just went onto the page and refreshed it a few times in an hour, you'd be in shock at how many different articles you see pop up. So, yes, absolutely, the media are hungry for content. So, always looking for fresh perspective and fresh people to to um, talk about because unless you're an advertiser paying big money, you're not going to get featured every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the other thing is that I, I think that a lot of times small businesses, they're like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like where, who do I speak to? Where do I mm-hmm. send it? Mm-hmm. So I know that you did, we, we did mention before, you did a reel with some mm. tips. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to finding those contacts, how do you yeah. do that? Honestly, I think if anyone is a PR, they've also got a side life of a stalker because it's all about stalking. And I wish there, there are some resources that are paid and I'll touch on that in a second. Yeah. But if, if you are not wanting to invest a lot of money in it, you are really wanting to do it gritty grassroots PR for free. It's a lot of stalking and that's okay. It's a lot of looking at the media that you're consuming and you're reading articles about business owners who wrote that click on their name. Oh, all their articles are about small business. I guess this is exactly who I should be talking to. If they, if you buy a magazine and you look at the masthead and you see the beauty director, that's who you're pitching beauty to. That's, it's all public information. No Mm. one's hiding this information where it can be a bit more tricky is getting their email address, right? Some online, say for example, Mamma Mia, if you click on their name, they'll have their email address. So easy just to picture them straight away because it's, no one's hiding anything. It's not some big secret industry that we don't want people to be involved in. It's PR is for everybody, but it is just a little bit of kind of grinding in terms of getting your contacts list together, but you can build out your own little black book. That's Mm. really not a big deal at all. In terms of paid resources, there's great things like, I use Social Diary. I'll give them a plug. Um, I think that's maybe $700 a year. I think only about 700 every six months. We do it from a business perspective Mm. and it's a full list of every single journalist in Australia 
every single topic and also they'll put in their pictures and I'll do it as a brand as well in reverse. I'll say, hi, this company I work for has samples they're willing to give to the media or for show bags or to influencers, get in touch if you've got talent or clients who want something. And in, in reverse, they'll say things like, the age is looking to interview a business expert on females paying themselves enough superannuation. And then you can put yourself forward for that and say, yes, hello, I've got a pitch. I've got an angle. A good free way to do that is Source Bottle that we were just speaking mm. about earlier. So Source Bottle is with an S-O-U-R-C-E rather than tomato sauce. And it's free. You sign up and you say your email address and what industries are relevant to you. So is it beauty, fashion, lifestyle, money, whatever it is. And you'll get relevant, I think twice a day, you'll get relevant emails sent to your um, address. And it's just all the different media call outs. Some of them are really random because sometimes, you know, for a journalist, it's really hard to find a farming expert on how to breed cows, right? It's not, it's not always really yeah. easy to find a source. So I've gotten great stuff from there, even personally, radio, TV, that kind of stuff. It's all on there. So there's a lot of ways you can do it but it's a mixture of grind and stalking source bottle and if you want to pay you can go to look at things like social diary as well yeah I'll definitely check that out because I hadn't heard of it when you mentioned it Mm -hmm. which is amazing and so what are the mistakes that you're seeing business owners make well I mean the biggest one is just not doing it right (laughs) I mean (laughs) sure it's, it's the truth so many people it's a bit too hard basket it's so accessible for anybody, right? I'd say if you are doing it, a really a big mistake I see people do is not being targeted in what they're approaching. So say I am a business that makes walking frames for the elderly. It would not make sense for me to go and pitch Dolly or Girlfriend magazine, I know not around anymore, or a teen magazine and say, hey, guys, I've got this awesome brand of walkers. Would you like to feature mm. them in your magazine? Your res- your response will either be nothing or no, absolutely not. So you need to be targeted. And that's, I think, where PR doesn't need to take up that much time in your day. I know we're all busy as small business owners, but just being really targeted with what publications you talk to, that is probably a primary thing. People tend to maybe send one press release, which press release is an A4 document with all your media-ready information, all the unique selling points of your product or your key quotes as a service-based business owner and where they can find more information. They would send that to like 150 people in one go and it obviously looks spammy for the the journalists who receive it. And they're probably not going to pick it up. Where I see pictures getting picked up for small business owners is when it's targeted. A great example is a friend of mine owns a company called Retreat Yourself Box, which is a subscription box. It's like a health retreat in mm-hmm. a box. She's based on the surf coast in Victoria. So she pitches the Geelong advertiser and says, hey, guys, I have this business that's local and we're now employing X amount of local people and have this happening locally because this is a local publication. Would you be interested in featuring us? And they were because it was really targeted. I think people make the mistake of thinking PR is all about them when it's actually all about how you can add benefit and add value to the publication. That's when you're going to have a really great relationship with the publication. If it's a two-way street, it's not just about getting your name out there. It's about working well with the journalists and giving them something they could use. I would say another mistake would probably be being deterred by a no. You cannot let a no turn you off PR. I, 
I eat nose for breakfast. <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, I work at huge companies, mm. massive companies. Do you know how many no's I get? So many that I couldn't count them. I'm telling you, I get no response. I get no, Jen, we don't have anything for you. Once I got no, Jen, you're on the wrong timeline. You should have been here three months ago. And I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> burn, you know, burn. I know. You know what? This editor, we work really well together now that I've gotten her groove because yeah. every publication can be different. No, don't ever be deterred by a no. And no doesn't mean no, Sue's your crap and so's your yeah. business. I don't want to feature you. It just means no, Sue's. I, I don't have anything coming up yeah. that's a natural right fit. Now. Yeah. But right now doesn't mean not ever. So yeah. don't be deterred by a no. I wish I could shake people out because we've got, oh, I did it once. I sent a press release. No one wrote anything. Oh, I hate PR. It's too scary. You don't need to do that. You absolutely just keep going. It's like with anything. If you didn't make a sale one day, you wouldn't close your business down. Yeah. So keep yeah. going. And I would maybe say being really narrow is another one that people do. You Media has changed. And I said before with digital media has changed so much, but it's also changed right now what you and I are doing. This is PR. I'm PRing myself. I pitched you and said, hey, <laughs> can I come and talk to you about PR? That's me PRing myself about PR. This right now is a form of PR featuring on people's podcasts. That didn't exist five years ago, six mm. years ago. This was a whole new type of media just because magazines, and I can't deny that magazines and newspapers have a declining readership. I think a top lifestyle magazine now, Women's Lifestyle in Australia, you'd probably be reaching about half a million people. Again, if it's free and you're reaching half a million people, is it really that much of, you know, is it a negative? Yeah. I don't think so. But you need to really be quite well-rounded in your strategy. So you want to look at, okay, if I'm working with print PR, am I working with also business-based PR, lifestyle PR, all different types of PR. You know, there's magazines like Inside Retail, FMCG, Inside Small Business. Can I work with TV? Can I work with radio? Can I work with local publications? Mm. Can I work with podcasts? social media. There's so many different facets to PR these days. I think people, and I, and I did get feedback on an Instagram post saying, but is working with magazines, do people even read magazines anymore? Is that, is that valuable publicity? And, and it's true. Like it is declining, but it's still so valuable as long as it's part of a well-rounded strategy. So you can't be too narrow. They're probably the four big mistakes, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. There's probably more, but no, that's that's all good. That's all good. Because I'd really love to dive into what your top tips are Mm -hmm. when it comes to using PR. Because I do think, number, you know, like you said, people don't do it because they're like, it feels really hard. I don't know who to contact. I wouldn't know what to say. I haven't like worked out my story or, Mm. you know, my key things that might be relevant to newsjacking right now. Mm -hmm. So what are your tips for somebody who's sitting there going, right, Genevieve, I am going to do this. Mm -hmm. Tell me what I need. The first thing you need, and you touched on before, is what is your story? You need to get an angle that you are comfortable with long-term. If you don't want your angle to be you know, you can use it once or twice, but it's going to become your angle. You're going to be known as, do you want to be the single mom who overcame adversity? Yes or no. There's, there's no right or wrong answer, but get clear on your 
angle that you're going to be comfortable with long-term because that kind of consistency will start to build up a name and the more Mm. media you get that talks about this. So the more articles you get talking about women paying themselves, the more well-rounded and the more of an expert you're going to look on this topic and therefore that will breed more opportunity for you. So just get really clear first off on your angle in terms of not your, you've got your personal story, but the angle you want to have long-term because you can't, you can't talk about a billion different things. You have no consistency and you'll never get that. You want expert status. That's what PR is all about. Whether you're the go-to product, you're the go-to person, expert status is what we're looking for in PR and you need to be consistent with your messaging. So sit down and think about your angles. And like I said, you can ask a friend, ask your mum, ask anyone. They'll tell you what's, what's important and think about what you can realistically talk about long-term. And how, because you need to give different angles to people. You can't have the exact same hundred words for every single article that you're contributing to. It needs to be a bit different. So make sure you've got breadth of knowledge on the topic before you put it forward. Be prepared to hustle is another one. Um, If you don't want to pay money for an agency, and I totally understand, I personally don't either, um, then you need to do a bit of hustle. So work out what's what's more important to you. Do you want to pay someone to do PR for you with an agency? I will tell you if you're going to an agency, you're looking at kind of four or 5,000 every month. Um, if that works for you, that works for you. That's great. If it doesn't, that's no problem. I've personally never used an agency, but I do have PR knowledge. Mm. But be prepared to hustle in that situation and do the buy the magazines. Even go to the library, sit down, grab one of every magazine that's relevant to you off the rack write down the name of all the editors in there and there'll be email addresses as well. You'll see the main email address for like R Media, which is the big magazine in Australia and create your own little black book. That is a little bit of hustle, but how good to get that knowledge for yourself. You want to be aware of the industry. So be prepared to hustle, I would say would be one. Anytime you see an article that you think could be relevant to you, take a screenshot on your phone, visit it later when you've carved out some time to work on your PR look at who wrote it, look at what else they write and add them, send them a quick pitch. You, it's a bit of kind of grassroots work, but it's so worth it. It's not glossy parties. It's not, you know, celebrities. No, no. I mean, I've been to, you know, one or two, but, you know, that's over like 10 years, right? <laughs> so it's not very frequent. And I would say timing, this is probably the one I can't stress enough and I touched on it with that editor before, magazines, work to different timelines, newspapers as digital. So you need to be really thoughtful with your timing. So an example, we have something called long lead media in Australia. That is your monthly publication. So your, you know, Frankie, your Australian Women's Weekly, Marie Claire, Vogue, something like that. If you're a product-based business or even there's, you know, women lifestyle finance section, say you're going forward to provide quotes and interviews for that. They actually work three months in advance. So you need to strategize this as part of your bigger marketing and branding plan Mm. to bring it all together at the right time. Because if you want to feature on talking about women paying themselves around tax time when you know there's going to be content around finances, if you go to them in May for a June issue, they're already on to September. So it's about working with timelines. So I can tell you now that long lead media work three months in advance. Short lead media 
which is your weeklies and um, also your digital, but mainly mm. your weekly publications, they're probably four to six weeks in advance still. Because if you think about print media, there's so much that goes into it. There's photos, mm. it all needs to be edited, printed, distributed. There's so much that goes into it. So it's not straight away. Even newspapers, you want to give a good week. Digital is pretty much instantaneous. It's just about working with what they've got coming up. So if you know, for example, that a publication every, let's use, I've got a lot of experience in beauty, so let's use beauty. If you know that Mamma Mia talk about their spendy savvy on on new beauty, their beauty section every week, you know that you can pitch them any week and say, hey, I've got this really great affordable product for your next week's spendy savvy or the week after you know their timelines are a bit more flexible Mm. so you're there being targeted which is really really important you're adding value to the because you know they talk about this stuff and you're telling them why it might be of interest but you're also working to their timeline you're not saying hey this event is coming up tomorrow would you like to feature it in your business in your article it's they've already pressed edit you know it's already done so Working with your timing is really, really important. And that's why as a, as a practicing PR, I do six-month blocks. So I'll sit down and I'll be like, okay, for example, we're recording this in June. I've already got Father's Day going out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm working in advance to long lead publications because I'm trying to add benefit to them. The, more, the better you can work with media, mm. the more value you can bring them, the easier you can make their job the more successful it will be. I think I'm going to add another tip in here and that is having good photography. Really, really, really important. Whether you're a service-based business, you need photos of yourself. Mm. They're really, it's very rare a publication that will publish a selfie of you alongside an article. (laughs) As great as your selfie might be, it's really important to have proper headshots and photos of you and they can be lifestyle based they can be you know you in your podcast studio or you know you standing there with a huge bag of money whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) I don't know oh so many photos like that yeah Yeah. just in a bath of cash like that's I'm sure that would get picked up um you need good quality photos because you need to again you need to fit with their publication and make it easy for them and it's usually easier for product-based businesses they usually have Mm. great product photography if you are a product-based business I would suggest having a high-res deep etched picture of your product on a white background because often when they do a wrap-up you'll see they've just dropped a picture in of a product so if that's on a background of a sandy beach with you know margaritas and beach balls around it they can't use it it's not going to fit in so a high res deep etched photo is like a number one asset you can have as a product-based business and as a service-based business it's really attractive photo not as in attractive you're attractive but it's clear you can doesn't matter what you look like it's PR for everybody but it's clear it's nice you know it's either colorful or it's it's just easy for them to work with I have to say, when I see digital articles hmm. uh, about somebody and it's a selfie and there are them there are those types online, mm. I'm just like Daily not, not credible. If you're asking for money as an expert and you're trying to drive people from your PR to your website and convert them into sales, I'm not spending big money 
probably, and I know this sounds so bad and it doesn't matter if you're a girl it doesn't, or a guy. Because it's but, so easy nowadays mm, to have high quality yeah. photos. Like even if you went to a headshot day yes, and you got three photos, mm-hmm. like it's not, it doesn't cost thousands of dollars. No. Like it's just, we live in a digital world. Mm-hmm. You have to have high quality images. I'm just as unlikely to book myself as a client from a man in board shorts leaning on his Mercedes as I am from a girl in a bikini taking a selfie. So gender equality here. I'm not going to buy from either of them. I'm buying from somebody who looks professional and trustworthy. If their words and their quotes are trustworthy and they're positioning themselves an expert with their contribution to this article, your branding needs to match that. And that's something you talk about as well. Like branding, it's really cohesive. It's a big Mm. thing. PR is a part of that. So just set yourself up for success by having the right assets. And a lot of that is photography. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. And yeah, we just, I always talk about, you know, brand positioning, we buy with our eyes, like within three to five seconds, I'm making a decision about your credibility, how much you charge, whether Mm -hmm. I want to continue to fall down the rabbit hole to go to your website, your socials to look like that's just how we have so much information coming at us that we have to make really fast decisions Mm -hmm. about the quality of something. And that, that first representation of you, if it's the first time I've seen you or something like that in a digital, you know, online forum, it Mm -hmm. matters. Absolutely. And just on what you just said, having that split second to make a decision, that's where PR is so beneficial. I like to think of PR, and I know I'm using a lot of pop culture references, but in the movie Never Been Kissed, you know, Drew Barrymore's trying to fit in at the new school. She's a journalist. I mean, she's she's meant to be friends with the cool kids, but she just can't quite become friends with the cool kids. And then her brother comes in and he's cool. And he says, it just takes one cool person to think you're cool and then you're cool. And that's how our brains work. So if I'm looking for a new mascara or a new pair of jeans and I'm Googling it and I see Mamma Mia Fashion Editor says these are the must-have mum jeans, I'm more likely to buy them. They've been endorsed by an expert. That's credibility. If someone tells me this is the go-to person on, you know, if I've got a big publication saying this is who we recommend for all things physio, in all things stretching, I'm probably going to follow them up because they're being recommended by someone I trust. Mm. that's it's you've got that split second so having a bit of credibility because you're being shared by someone who's an authority or a key opinion leader is so it really helps sway decisions whether that's purchasing or just following really really important and that's what PR is all right Genevieve you sold me okay (laughs) I feel like I sound a bit like Steve Irwin when I talk about I get so excited with my hands But it's so exciting, guys. You can do this for yourself. You can. I believe in you. I've done it myself. You can do it. So good. So good. Well, I, uh, I'm i excited because you're going to be helping me with my story, which <laughs> I cannot wait for because I feel like I talk about it all the time, but I don't feel like I've actually written it from a PR perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to do that. So for my listeners mm-hmm. uh, who are like, Genevieve, give me the goods. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you online? You can find me on my website, which is GenLA, and that's Jen with a G. Thank you very much. GenLA.com.au. And otherwise on Instagram, I have a ridiculous name. It is Genevieve LaHunt Alderman. I'm sure Suze will link you because God help me that that's my name. I chose to hyphenate when I got married and I regret it every day. <laughs> Genevieve LaHunt Alderman on Instagram or GenLA with a G on the internet. 
Amazing. Well, thanks for bringing the goods today. I've loved all the tips. I think it's good for us to know what mistakes we're making as well. I'm going to go check out those resources. We will have all of this in the show notes. So if you want to go check it out, then make sure that you head over there as well. But thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you for having me. I feel excited. I want to go and pitch something. (laughs) Awesome. So many good tips. Did you write it all down? I loved what Genevieve shared. Know your story. Be prepared to hustle. Create your little black book. Understand the timing of the publications. Have great photos. I think that if we can just start to chip away at these things, it's so worthwhile. And I love some of the resources that she shared as well. So definitely go and check those out. But I would love to know, number one, make sure that you share this episode and a screenshot when you're listening to it on Instagram and tag both of us. Uh, But also let us know, like, have you used it? Has it been successful? What do you love, not love about it? Like, what do you need more help with too? So yeah, PR is definitely something I think I've had a bit of a block around. Like I said, I've had some publications, things like that, but it's not something I've focused on. So I'm definitely going to be focusing on it as part of my strategy for this new financial year because we're in a new financial year here in Australia. Uh, And that's, I like to plan around that as well. And so really taking a look at where I want to be, what are the publications I want to be in? Where are my audience? What would give me credibility? And really starting to be strategic around that as well. So loved this chat. I hope you did too. Make sure you go and check out all of Genevieve's uh, details in the show notes and go and say hi and hit her up. But that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.